This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's time for BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, breaking down all the betting angles you need to put money in your wallet. Caruso with the side pocket three. Too little, too late. With an injured Chris Paul, Devin Booker was able to lift up his veteran mentor and teammate on the BetQL Audio Network. Welcome to the new week. It's Monday, May 23rd, and it's Joe Ostrowski and the return of Ryan Horvat, our executive producer, Eli Hershkovich, Dylan Burns, Jake Hassan, Jake Alley working on the show. Three fantastic guests per usual. Sony Banks later this hour. He's a professional better focusing on the NHL. We got five games today. Five? All right. That's going to be a lot of fun. We'll get some uh, plays from Sony. Drew Dinsick, the whale capper on the NBA in hour number three. He'll be here at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. Chuck Esposito. We chat with him every single Monday. No different this week. Chuck Esposito will drop by. And uh, it's a great Monday for Chuck to be here from Sunset Casino, Sunset Stations. Um, because Man Alive, the books, a lot of action. A lot of uh, different results. One thing that Chuck says almost every week with us, Horvey, is yay sports. And it was one of those yay sports weekends. NBA, you had four real playoff games. I mean, Friday night certainly counted. Everybody and their mother had Golden State advancing. They do not. Memphis gets in. Memphis wins last night. Four NBA playoff games on Saturday. Four on Sunday. You had uh, same deal with the Stanley Cup playoffs. Now we've got some teams getting eliminated in the hockey and, oh, by the way, Phil Mickelson, depends on the book. Uh, <laughs> it's funny seeing all these stories. 200, 150, 250, 300. Nobody really knows because the numbers were all across the board. There was zero consensus on Phil Mickelson to win a major, and he does it at the age of 50 years old. I mean, honestly, you give me 100 picks, 156 in the PGA Championship, Horvey, I get to pick 100 golfers. I am not writing down Phil Mickelson. Even though I know you're a Phil fanboy, I guess you probably would just because of that. Otherwise, there was no reason to take the dude. Well, right, Joe. And I don't want to just throw away money. And also, it is good to be back. I haven't even spoke to you in the last week, although I texted you on Friday night and I said, take the Grizzlies. They're going to beat the Warriors. <laughs> By myself, also on the Grizzlies last night. You know, sports have been back for a few months, but, well, almost a year now. But this time last year, we were watching the match. Phil Mickelson, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Tiger Woods. Yeah. Yesterday, we were watching real golf with fans. That was a rowdy crowd. I felt like it was like Happy Gilmore where like everybody needed to go back to their shanties. You could tell Kepka was getting angry. 
but it felt like sports was like officially back this weekend. Yesterday, NBA playoff action at Madison Square Garden, where we had Spike Lee, John back and forth with an opposing player. It seemed like there was just a billion people at Madison Square Garden. Uh, there's fans in attendance. We had great golf. We have the NBA playoffs. NHL action, Major League Baseball, and the fans just make it that much better. It felt like sports was officially back this weekend, man. Kepka should have been mad. Yeah. And he was talking about it afterwards. There's a couple of them that hit his knee. Like, what what are we doing now? What year is it? Did Henry Aaron just break the home run record? Why are fans all over the place? Like, really? I get it. Like, okay, we're, we're excited about having fans and how, we, I think most of us didn't realize how much it impacts the games that we watch. But, but I mean, come on. All right, we've got to we've got to start with Phil, uh, the oldest golf golfer to win a major at fifty. He gets his six, and for me, each day it was nah. I know nah. Going into Sunday, leader, still not the favorite. Yeah, for a reason. It took so long for them to finally say, okay, we give in. Phil Mickelson is the favorite. Uh, many of the books, Wednesday night, 250 to 1 pre-tournament. 250 yeah. after the first round. Still not buying? Neither was I. 100 to 1. Halfway through the tournament, 14 to 1. Going into Sunday, he was three to one. Everyone was expecting Kepka to get it done. But mm-hmm. the problem was, even though he's been in these big moments before, he's won multiple PGA championships, he couldn't get it done on the greens. So Phil uh, runs away with it. And I, it did feel like he ran away with it once we got to the back nine, did it not? No, it really did. And I was just waiting for him to shank one, though, because that's what, you know, yeah. Sunday morning, yesterday morning, I woke up and I saw the three to one was still available. And I was like, man. My heart today is obviously rooting for Phil, but my mind is telling me you got to go Kepka. So yeah. I almost fired on Kepka, and I said, I'm just going to leave it alone. I played only uh, two plays for me only this weekend. I had John Rahm over Rory, which ended up working out, but then I did have John Rahm as an outright. So Phil was a great story yesterday. Like you said, 50 years old, winning a major, great to see. I'd be a lot happier today if it was John Rahm. I'd be celebrating, actually, because I didn't yeah. make any money off it, man. I broke even. But um, I was expecting, I was just waiting for him to shank one and just kind of collapse like we've seen Phil really the last couple of years, but man, he got it done. It was pretty cool. Not quite as cool as when Tiger won the masters a year back, but that's the other good thing. Yeah. Not comparable, not comparable. Tiger was good. Tiger was good. Phil's been bad for years. He's been bad. There was literally, unless like I mentioned, I was honest. I'm not just taking digs at people that, that love Phil Mickelson, even though most of us fall into the bucket of your Tiger guy or your Phil guy. That's how it was in the heart of their uh, little rivalry, if you want to call it that, was, uh, okay, which side are you on? And I assume, and we'll talk to Chuck about this, but I uh, assume that the people that did win big money on this are people that bet Phil every week, and they bet him no matter what, and maybe they view it as burning 20 or $50 on a weekend, but they're not going to stop doing it, and they see Phil with his history. He's not scared at a major 250 Yeah. Of course, I I can't lose now because I've been betting him every week for the last few years. Well, yeah. why not? Of course, I'm going to throw something at 250. Yeah, I was going to say, there's those people, man, that are just going to bet Phil every single week, like the real Phil yes. fans. Like, I like Phil not more than I like my bank account or more than my wallet. So, again, yeah, I was on uh, Ram, did fade Rory, but it's going to be interesting to see now. Like, are people going to continue to back Phil? Because I think that that was, you know, he's not even going to make the cut in his next event. 
Um, I, the good thing about this, yeah. this guarantees though that Tiger will come back and he'll end up winning another major at like 52 or 53 because you know today he's probably on the course doing whatever he can because there's no way he's going to let Phil get the last word in, man. Listen, it, it's so, it's so remarkable, and I don't want to focus too much on what Kepka did not do, even though you look how close he's been to some of these other majors like yesterday and what he is very close to accomplishing. He's already done a lot, but what he's very close to accomplishing is truly unbelievable. It's a little unfair to attack Kepka. Like, this is what great golfers do. They are hunting on Sunday. They're in the mix, okay? He didn't bring his A game. Guess what? He's not 100% healthy. Right. It was amazing that he was even in the run at a major with the status of his knee right now. So I don't think anybody should be attacking Kepka. I'm seeing that a little bit. Like, oh, he should have so many more majors. Dude, what he's done at his age is remarkable. So let's slow down on that. Like, this is what great golfers do. They're in the mix for every major. Brooks Kepka, for the most part, he's in the mix. And another situation where nobody thought he was going to do it. Books were not shy to hang 50s and 60s on Brooks to win the PGA Championship, and they were a little nervous about the result of Kepka as well. Yeah, for sure. And with Kepka, man, I'm going to be probably targeting him or looking out for him here the next couple tournaments just because – I thought a couple of months ago there was a chance maybe that he would just get shut down for the year because of the injury. So I think yesterday he just proved that he's he's back. Now, did he have some struggles? Yeah, but he was in contention, and he's coming off an injury. I think, I mean, if anything, he proved a lot to me yesterday that he's he's almost at 100%, and so I'll be looking at him moving forward. I just I still can't believe Phil ended up doing oh, yeah. that. And just that crowd was ridiculous. I still – I st you know, you say you still can't believe – I can't either. Like, really it happened, and I was like, okay – like, like, wait, did I I really can't wrap my head around what actually happened? Longest shot to win a major in at least 16 years at this uh 251 number. Like DraftKings, they had a 300 number, right? There right. was a thousand dollar bet at 300 to one. So that uh winner takes home 300k, goes right into their account. Top five liability for our friends over at points bet, uh, multiple books. $100 bet, $100 bet. You know, all that adds up when you're talking about a very popular player. $20, $50, dollars bet here or there. Like, I'm sure a lot of people think, oh, there's not a lot of people that bet on Phil. Well, there are people that throw 20 at him every single week, especially when he's triple digits. Right, exactly, exactly. And, yeah, that's why. And, and it's like, you know, you kind of brought up Tiger. Like, when Tiger won the Masters, I didn't see it coming. I wish I would have bet on it. Because I was, it's the same thing where like I throw my money away on Tiger every single weekend. And that was the one weekend where I was like, he's got no chance. But it didn't really shock me just because, like you said, like he was playing good golf. Phil has been awful, missed cuts. Yeah. It's crazy that we go, you know, back to back weekends where it looked like Rory was just lost. And I was worried about the future for Rory because now all of a sudden he, did, he, did, he just wants to outdrive Bryson for some reason. And that's not the key for him. And then watching him win it and then going to Phil the next week, it's like these are two guys that I continue to back. Like, you know, for the last couple of years. And then I finally stay away from them. And of course they would win as outrights and, and would have won me a ridiculous amount of money. So again, a cool story did not see that coming. And it's like one of the few times, nothing really shocks me in sports anymore. Like the Grizzlies beating the Jazz last night, even though they're I, yeah. you know, not really shocked, but Phil winning and actually closing the deal yesterday at his age did, did shock me a little bit. Sunday NBA playoffs, two dogs went outright, three dogs cover and 
maybe the most shocking thing to some most shocking result, even though the Suns were favored, people expecting the Lakers uh, to jump on Phoenix in this series. So maybe there's a little value if you want to take the Lakers. We'll talk about that throughout the show, but your winners, Suns, Grizzlies, Hawks, and Sixers. uh, What's the lead to you? For me, yeah, it's got to be that the Suns take game one. And I think we were all on the Suns in game one. I ended up going with the money line, even though I played the Lakers. We, we were talk, We were talking about that Lakers series, Bryce. I was like, you know, the time to take the Lakers is after Phoenix takes game one. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I screwed up, and I screwed up. And, and, and you, I should have played it the right way, man. If Phoenix was going to take game one, I laid minus 160 uh, with the Lakers to win the series. Mm-hmm. I wake up this morning. The Lakers are now dogs. What are they? Plus one ten. I got. I got to look around at different books, but they're dogs, man. They will. I woke up this morning and they're underdogs now in this series, and we don't even know what the status of Chris Paul is going to be. He says he's going to play in game two, but that shoulder injury looked rough, man. He couldn't even handle the ball in the second half. And of course, in true LeBron fashion, he saw Chris Paul go down with the shoulder injury, and he's like, okay, he can't be the only superstar dealing with the shoulder injury. I'm already seeing three rims with my one eye, my eye patch. I got to go down and fake a shoulder injury now too. But anyway, back to the point, I um, I screwed up on that one because I was on the Suns. I do think the Lakers ultimately win the series in seven, especially now if Chris Paul is not 100% because they're going to need him out there. But I could have waited and I could have got plus money, even if it's just plus 110 with the Lakers. I screwed up on that one, man. And I'm a little concerned. Like, they can't score. Anthony Davis was terrible yesterday. Yeah. And, and he's not like Giannis. Like, there's certain guys, like Embiid even, if they're not scoring, if they're having an off night offensively, they'll find different ways to impact the game. They'll hit the glass. They'll rebound. What did he have yesterday, man? Like four rebounds in that game as well. Uh, Anthony Davis, he looked bad. LeBron was looking to facilitate rather than score. Lakers could be in trouble, but I still do like them to win this series. All these dogs uh, to take game one in these best of sevens kind of underscores the fact how wide open this is going to be. And it's the sport we always talk about. The list is three, maybe four teams max. Well, it's it's a larger list than that that can win the championship. And shout out to our guy, Dylan Burns, because I thought the lead from yesterday in my world, even though you know we're not talking about a one or a two seed involved, it's the Hawks and Knicks. This is the game. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I do think it's going to go seven games, but that's all I'm sure about. And then it comes down to the final seconds. Hawks win 107-105. Atlanta takes a 1-0 series lead. Going into the series, what are the Knicks going to do about Trey Young? Great defense, but what are they going to do about Trey Young? Trey Young, first playoff game, 32, 10, and 7. He's the fourth player with 30 points and 10 assists in his playoff debut. After game one, we're left saying, what are the Knicks going to do about Trey Young? And we're talking about one of the best, if not the best, defensive team in the NBA, the Knicks. But the problem with them in this series, see, like I, I look at the Knicks like, like they're Phil and the Atlanta Hawks, though, or Kepka, where like my heart, I'm rooting for New York because I love D-Rose and Tibbs, but I just don't know that they're going to have the scoring as good of a defensive team as, I mean, I don't expect Julius Randle to shoot 25% or whatever it was that he did yesterday. He was right. Terrible. They need something offensively from him, but how mm-hmm. are they going to stop Trey Young? And even if they collapse and kind of force him to be more of a facilitator, how are they going to stop Bogdanovich? You know, John Collins didn't really look to score yesterday. Uh, Capella is a monster on the glass. I just feel like Kevin Herter could score and put the ball on the floor a little bit. I just feel like, as much as I hate to say it, man, I kind of like Atlanta in this series after what I saw. Now I'm not going to overreact to one game, but I just feel like Atlanta may have too much scoring, whereas with the Knicks, they have to rely on quickly. They have to rely on, 
you know, unproven players, unless Derrick Rose is going to play like an MVP in this series. A little worried about the Knicks after that one yesterday. Uh, game one, Wizards Sixers. I think we'll see a lot of that. Sure, it's a fun game. You get some uh, firepower with all the stars involved, but the Sixers pull away in the end, and uh, Grizzlies Jazz. Donovan Mitchell's close. Might have to push it for game two. Get him out there. Got it. Yeah, with you. Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvat. This is BetQL Daily, talking about everything going on in sports. Had a golf major, all the NBA playoffs. Oh, by the way, the Avs sweep the Blues, so they move on. Boston Bruins also move on. Hurricanes, Predators tie 2-2. Winnipeg up 3-0. Wow. A lot going on in the NHL as well. We'll talk about the NBA playoffs late for tonight. Give you our favorite plays, sides, totals, and props on the BetQL Audio Network.